0: Hello, and welcome to our podcast.
1: The In Key podcast. It has a real name now.
0: Uh, Yes, it actually does. In Key with James and Brooke. Okay, so today we're going to be talking a little bit about hope and inspiration.
1: We'll also talk a little bit about some opinions of songs that we feel are objectively good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, and maybe the first shows that we've played or some gig stuff.
1: All right, like professionals, I feel like we should touch on the first thing which is something that i wanted to talk about this is this has been going on in my brain since the last podcast like what what do you want to bring to the table and this might be a complete miss but i'd rather try it than not and is is finding hope in today's world and it's not like people are hopeless but i feel like nowadays it's much less obvious on how you're supposed to find hope there's so much information there's so many ways to like exit the the place or group that you're in and all this and i'm not saying i'm going to tackle all that but I think it is more difficult to find hope in uh you know in where you're coming from and where you'd like to go nowadays because the, there's so many paths and so many things are unsure and uh inspiration I think is easy to find you just open up Instagram or YouTube and find somebody that's talented you're like oh my word this is unbelievable <laughs> this is for free too so I think inspiration is pretty easy to find but finding legitimate hope is kind of nuts and obviously depends on how you see people like are people victims of their circumstance? Is it all just pull you up by your bootstraps? Like, it's a tough subject, but you know, you, you got to talk about it. Like, how are you going to find hope? And I think it's just in having good interactions and good memories with, with friends, which is what I associate with music. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. When I was younger, I was like, how how do you even look at people? Like, how do people exist? And I was like, okay, we're basically walking chemical experiments. Like, if I had a machine create a new person, it's like, <laughs> they have a whole bunch of chemicals and they think things differently. And some days they feel good and some days they don't. And, uh, you know, I started to think about there's so many random factors in there. So, why do people keep going? You know, and, you know, obviously you have the carrot and stick, but a lot of times it's, you have something to, to hope for, you know, like a, a better position where you feel more comfortable or you're proud of where you got and all this sort of thing. And all that stems from kind of having people say, you know, Hey, you sound good when you do this, or I think that you'd be really talented doing this sort of thing. You know, those little encouragements obviously come from your parents too, but when you're on your own in life, the support, you mean? Yeah, exactly. support,
0: Yeah. You know, I agree with that. I would say that, um, but the main factor to be, to even get support is to put yourself out there. So if you really want to inspire hope in other people, um, you have to show off what you're doing. You have to be welcoming to let other people see into your world. Like you have to show them that you're working on things and you're doing things. And because in that you could either be, um, getting better, growing exponentially, or you could be trying things and then failing. And either way, if you're showing other people your journey, like, I think that's encouraging for others to try, you know?
1: Exactly. And that's, that's, that's not where this ends though. This is what's funny too, because I kind of got that early on at, out of college, like at this sales job. But then I started realizing what it means to be truly inauthentic, which is like, yeah, I really want to get to know you, so I can sell you A, B, or C, or you should you should do this video, that, you know, because it catches people's eyes, and that's what's gonna get them talking to you, and this sort of thing. And that is the thing nowadays. I think everything is so so inauthentic. You know, I, it's hard to like trust mm. that anybody is real from the internet. So I even have a little thing on my wall that says. Anything online is probably more art than reality you know so it might be bad art in my opinion or corporate art where it's just hey we're telling you this to do the thing we'll tell, we'll say anything for you can you click that button <laughs> you look great today <laughs> uh, could you click that button now you know like like will say anything for you to do the next action that's on there it's almost like a friend saying, yeah man you hey you might know boy I'm so full of energy you're so full of energy we should go out tonight you know just like you just want to go out tonight you, this is not easy to figure out. You know what I mean? Do you have some people Uh, that are like that that are just like, oh shit. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And it's not not terrible. I'm I'm thinking in my
0: head I'm thinking in my head that you said um well everything on the internet is more or less like art. Yeah, yeah. Um but like I feel like that doesn't hit the nail on the head because art, in my opinion, art I just heard something the other day uh I was talking about with someone that they said that there's this conundrum, you know, like the chicken or the egg, like what came first. There's also one that's like, um, does life imitate art or does art imitate life? And when when you think of things in terms of art being like this nice, whimsical, like beautiful, natural thing, it doesn't seem like what you're saying applies because you're saying art as more like something fabricated and like not authentic. But I think that more so what you mean is... Um, everything on the internet is mostly bullshit yeah. <laughs> and not art necessarily. Like art is like a beautiful thing. I'm thinking, oh, everything on the internet is art. It's like, oh, so maybe it has a slightly positive spin. But no, like most of the stuff on the internet has a like dramatically like fabricated. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I mean, know, that's well, how I feel.
1: Right. I think that's <laughs> awesome because like there's some stuff where I think it's so bad it's good art where it's like a guy's like, literally just give me your money. I sell insurance. It's not going to benefit you very much. <laughs> uh, I
0: Do you ever see, oh my God, I don't want to like go, rip somebody go. right now, but no, you ever see that guy it's copyrighted. from like, <laughs> Uh, this this brand that I won't name, but it says something with a V. <laughs> okay. And he's trying to get you to, like, work out. And he's like, you could do anything you want. You could eat a whole pizza. Don't listen to anything anyone's ever told you. Just buy this course. And I'm like, this guy's making bank. I mean, he's not. The company who hired him is, like, is just swimming in it because I'm watching this, like, all right, wait, I could eat pizza? And then, and then I- I'm going to get a <laughs> eight pack? Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> beep, beep that out, but we're gonna get a <laughs> McTruckin' six pack. <laughs> I don't even know how to that,
0: it's really, you know what? No, I mean, I know we're like kind of just going off on a tangent over here. Yeah. Like expi- like not even I'm barely explaining what I mean. No, no, but you're
1: right though. That is kind of like the fake uh, corporate art to some degree, but it works. And it is that hope. But is that know. hope in its sense, itself? You know, like is it
0: hopeful? Well, listen, I. I've been watching these videos that are supposed to be like positivity videos to get some inspiration for some things. Yeah. And I uh, oh, like I actually was trying
1: to You sent me one that was like all red. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, there's so many. There's so many cool things that are like, oh, people are are just putting positive affirmations out there and trying to get you to think, you know, in a positive light and it's and it's great and it's helpful and that inspires hope. But at the same time, <laughs> sometimes you got to think like are they just are do they believe in this at all? Or are they saying this because they know that this is making them money? You know? And that just gets to me, because I can't tell. I don't know. I think when it's like a little positive little like uh doodle of somebody, a little, a little animation that's like, have a say to your look in the mirror and say you love yourself today. I'm like, oh yes, I love that. But when it's like some random lady or dude, you know, who's like giving a whole spiel, I'm like. You're not qualified for this. I shouldn't listen to you.
1: It's I mean, tough. people
0: have actual degrees to be like a psychologist, psychiatrist over here, and you're trying to give me advice when I don't know who the heck you are.
1: Yeah. It's funny, too, because like, is it inauthentic if they're like, yo, post the one that gets all the clicks. That one. That's the good <laughs> one. Well, it might make people, half people happy and have people depressed or have people question our channel. Get the clicks. Everything else Get can. The everything else will fall into place as we planned beforehand.
0: Yes, every well, podcast is gonna have I, my I, evil
1: voice. By the way, I'm totally gonna always. Yeah, uh, bring it that should, up. I, as as it should.
0: Um, but no, at the end of the day, we're talking about inspiring hope, right? So the most important thing is that you're inspiring that hope, even if it doesn't matter always what your motive is. But sometimes uh, the people that I'm saying like it's like, oh, you're not qualified to do this, is because they're not just inspiring hope. They're giving like advice, and they're giving like. More information than needed. Like as long as you're doing something positive, it doesn't matter who you are. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But yeah, if we should like, put the disclaimer you know out,
1: we're not against anybody on this thing. It's like we're just trying to get about to the bottom of it for our for our own thing. Because I mean, like,
0: just spread love, just spread love, positivity. But um, but these like real specific. Like you have to make sure you eat ten sardines per day, otherwise you will be depressed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who said that? That's not true, man.
1: It's funny because I'm you know? sure there's like the one out of ten pr- guy that's like turn off this positivity BS. I don't like how they just throw these colors and happy animations. <laughs> totally turns me off. I don't get inspired at all. It makes me sad. Actually, <laughs> I need some sardines.
0: <laughs> yeah, it yeah. might be yeah, a yeah, thing. Exactly. Well, and
1: then I feel you know? I feel good after I do. I, I eat my ten sardines. So we can return to this. I feel like this could be talked about the whole podcast. But I'm glad we touched on it because it's something that's been on my mind a lot, and not just hope that. You know, in general, like we can understand that in the concept, but I mean, it should be a priority of artists right now to like bring that out of people because we're all looking for direction and hope, and it'd be nice to find it in something as consumable as art. And you know, that's
0: I agree. That's all. Awesome. Spread it.
1: All right, what was the other <laughs> thing on our list? I'm, I'm getting too in here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, well, you know, what is light and how is it coming through the blinds so so light? deeply? Let's get real deep right into now. like
0: open minded philosophy up here. Um
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> no, let's talk about um,
1: Oh the songs. Let's talk about the songs. The songs. I have a song. Yeah. So
0: my song Well whoa, let's just go backtrack here. So you brought up to me, you said, how about we talk about a song that we think is objectively good yes. on the podcast. And yes. I was like, that's a great idea, but that's such a funny statement because music, right? I personally believe everything is subjective. So what so, just like in a joking way, objectively good songs. Like, what does that mean? So, let's break that down.
1: The one that makes the most money. The most money. Exactly that. Exactly. Objective, against that what we were saying before. The ob- Not the one that. Objective. No. <laughs> disagree. I disagree. I disagree. Strongly disagree. Well, the other thing everyone else can argue with you. That's this. I mean, technically, maybe that would be it. But I think I think uh, objective means objective from your point of view. So that's I want to hear your objectively best song based on what you say a song's value has you know and i i would say oh, in your job okay, you, you go first are you ready i'm gonna I, i'm not I'm ready. oh you you say you want me to go first <laughs> I, my thing is not gonna help you at all i can tell you that right now because it's <laughs> fuzz universe by paul gilbert Oh, you know the hit song I don't know on the radio. What that is. Exactly, it's not on the radio, and it's an instrumental song. So, you know, I really like the lyrics. Oh, all right. Uh, how is
0: that objective? <laughs> all right, why do you think that's objective? What, what, what if? Right, what right. about it? Do you think is inarguably a
1: great song? When I am listening to this song, it's got to be a feeling with instrumental music because you don't have a, a vocalist to have you know the words, the emotion, and you know trying to put yourself in their shoes or you feel like you are part of their story. So, when it comes to instr- instrumental music, it has to be something that um, either intentionally pushes you away, or brings you back into the melody. And it's very one-dimensional in that sense. And it's, to me, that's the art. How do you play that one dimension? And I think that song does such a good job of adding statements effects. Oh, well, what is that? Find out on my course. But honestly, and I, I can explain this in one second. When you have a statement, you know, doo-doo doo. Oh, we can all sing yeah. that. We understand that exactly. But if it's something, you know, like where it's this crazy fast run on an instrument, oh, it's too that's, complicated for right. the brain. Yeah, it can't even, <laughs> can't even. And so, of course, if you are playing instrumental music, that is a big tool. Something that can't be sung. That's that, that's your selling point. Is so you want to put that in there in a tasteful way. So it, I think it does a great job of cutting out the drums, bringing the drums back in, uh, having these parts that you can hear and matching them with the more, uh, um, you know, less singable parts. And the way it hits you and amps up just a little bit, because you could always make something faster and louder and more and more and more. And I think a lot of songs that are in the instrumental space do that too extreme. You're like okay. I could just why don't I just listen to this uh-huh. with a singer? That would be way better right now. But this one, I think objectively, is great for what it's going for. It doesn't need a singer, and it keeps. Can you? you what is interested. it called again? Say it one more time. Yeah, Fuzz Universe by Paul Gilbert. Fuzz Universe. Yeah, and that I'm gonna have to listen to it. Obviously, super hard now. to play. I really, really love the sound on it, and the drumming <laughs> is so good. Oh, so is it fuzzy? Uh, it <laughs> has. <it's>, um, <laughs> I would bet money that he used a fuzz pedal on the recording. Yeah. But uh, no, it's pretty clean. It's pretty clean and polished and really good guitar playing. And I just really love it. And I think when I listen to it, I feel like I just feel good. You know, it's not it's not too much one in one motion or other. So I never have trouble showing this to anybody. You know, it's not, it doesn't have to be fast guitar people that like that sort of thing. I love putting it on. Do you get
0: pushback? Have you showed it? And, I've and never shown it to somebody just... and somebody
1: like, is like, this is terrible. So most people will say it's too long because it's six minutes.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. well, that's you know, not, yeah.
1: That's mm-hmm. tough to, to keep things going on there. But it's like, if you enjoy the sound, then you'll like the, the six <laughs> With minutes.
0: With the attention spans we have
1: now. Oh my word. Yeah, six minutes is a uh, <laughs> big ass nowadays. Your song.
0: Somewhere along, I have like a, a like a group of songs that I feel are what society thinks. All right, something extremely palatable. If I think that it, 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 it in some kind of way, ob- it's objectively good. Why the words have to be like simple enough? The person's voice has to be not like so personality filled artistic that it gives you like a, ooh, that's weird. Ever, uh, you know what I mean? Like I was gonna say like something with Elton John, and then Wait, I thought tell me like, that. Mm-hmm.
1: What, what does that mean? That- their their voice like is too- I think if
0: it's like too if it's like too characteristic then it can't be like objectively good because that's more niche you know what I'm saying so what is like the most palatable like classic wait music wait I want to make sure I, I know what you mean. mean like you're
1: acting on stage like that's that's too much like they have maybe like a char- I, I don't um, go know go what even what store. I'm saying
0: is subjective James you have to have an open mind
1: uh, <laughs> uh, my mind is open I, all right all right go I'm ahead, saying go ahead.
0: like I was thinking okay no I'm thinking like oh uh, so, w- some of the most palatable songs I could think of are like. Free Fallen by Tom Petty. Oh, yeah. Okay, simple words. Simple guitar. It keeps you going the whole time. You're in it. It's not too long. It's just like... It's just one of those songs, you know what I mean? It's it's like like I would say maybe like "Don't Stop Believing" or something, right? Because because people love that. It takes you on like a little journey, but it's a little bit less objective. You know, there's a lot more stuff going on. Um, but but then we can go back. All right, let's backtrack. What's a little bit more palatable again? Like maybe something by the Beatles. I need a Beatles song. I. Let it be. Let it be. Who doesn't like let it be? That's the truth. Honestly, I can't stand listening to let it be. Only because it's so overplayed. And why? Because everyone loves it. You know what I mean? Simple. Some things it's like less is more, you know? And then when you have less, you could extend it for like a pretty decently long song. You know what I'm saying?
1: So you would say those three songs are like, they're just objectively good and... I mean... What's another one I was thinking? I had like... Sometimes I edit out the pauses. I'm keeping this one. This is this is key for the intensity of the uh, conversation. Yeah, I uh
0: your if I had to pick an I was going to go for at least one Elton John song okay. and I was going to say your song because a lot of people don't like slow, they don't like love songs, but that I feel like that has to be objectively one of those songs because it touches everybody a little bit. Pokes mm. you right in the heart. It's like, "Oh my god,
1: this is this is my song." <laughs> this that, is my song. That's awesome. You know? That's awesome.
0: How do you feel? I mean, I could I could have come up with a cool niche one like you. Well, I
1: think your first answer was the actual perfect one. I don't know anyone that's free fallen like, by Tom Petty. Yeah, yeah, you just Yeah, like, I
0: know. I know.
1: I never eye roll on it, which is surprising. You know, uh I, I when it's when it's on the radio I'm just like, "Okay, the music's playing." I I like But sometimes <laughs> don't stop believing, I'm just like, "Oh, no, nah, this yeah, is Yeah, I know exactly. Oh, no. It's like And even let it be. I'm right like you said, it's overplayed. Yeah, So overplayed. maybe if the Tom Petty But song you're was right, no, you're right.
0: Tom Petty is like that song comes on and even though I've heard it a gazillion times like I I I don't change it. Okay. The last point that we are going to talk about is the first show that you played, James. What is the first show you've ever played?
1: Oh my word. Oh my word. And I guess word. the first
0: show is like I don't know, it's up to interpretation. Explain what that means to you.
1: Yeah, I want to say the first show it's not cuz I played on this little radio thing in school. It was terrible. And and all this, the first show that I remember that I felt like, this is a show. This is like, I'm up there entertaining people. Uh, I played a guild guitar that someone let me borrow, which was way too nice for how not good I was at everything <laughs> at the moment. Uh, and I think I sang, which is like, I'm just not a natural. And I was, I didn't know how to or practice or anything like that. But, and people gave me the support claps that I needed. <laughs> and I got off stage <laughs> and I felt so good, but... That first show was just me, and acoustic guitar, and like one or two songs.
0: Where and, was it? When was oh, it? Oh,
1: yeah. Sorry. So I'm getting ahead because like, it's so <laughs> like... I. I got You're just living in the nostalgia. I was sweating. <laughs> My palms were sweating. And that's... The pick barely These week palms
0: are heavy. <sighs> Vomit on your sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. Sorry, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: very, it felt so much like mom's spaghetti. Anyway, <laughs> I was... It was at a fair. It was at the Effort Fair, And... Most people weren't watching it. <laughs> we were just walking by. Only like three or four people, like two of them were my friends, actually stood and listened to me. And I was very early on in the days, so like no reason for people to stop and listen. So I was really happy about that. But it was a legitimate stage. It was one of these stages that you can move with a um, you know truck and then it, it folds out and that sort of thing. And uh and the guy was really professional. I, I feel like that was my best sound guy ever, my first show. He's like, Can you hear yourself? Do you feel comfortable? You know, is a guitar in tune, you need some time. You know, I'm like, dude, I've never done this. I don't know. I yes to everything. <laughs> and and it went as well as it could. And I got off shaking. And I really feel like that was my first show. Although I'd done other stuff, that was my first show. And I just couldn't believe the experience. And since then, it's only been uphill. Even my worst shows. I've even been booed off, and even those were better than that first show. I just can't believe it. So, you know, I don't That's really experience stage though. fight like that anymore. But, boy, that was rough. <laughs> it was good, <laughs> and that. it's scary Trust at the same me. time. I'm just saying it was incredibly, incredibly intense and affected me for the rest of my life in the sense that I said, I could totally do that again. I need more prep, and I, I, I need to know what I'm up against, but I could totally do that again. That was but did But really cool. you
0: got a taste, and you liked the taste, right?
1: Yeah. You and were like,
0: this is, this is it?
1: Yeah, and I couldn't believe that they even let me. I, I, you know, someone said, why don't you sign up so you can go do your song on there? And this was like the day before, too. That's why I was so unprepared also. But, man, that was so much fun. And I don't remember who helped me sign up. I don't remember the event or the person that helped me with the sound. I don't remember all that. But I do remember <laughs> that was my first show. And I think at the uh, the end of it, my friend said, you're, you're going to be a shredder. I didn't even play anything fast. He was <laughs> totally in the metal. He's like, you're going to shred it, bro, you're and gonna all shred, that. You're going to shred, man. And maybe that was it that really got me going. But, man, that was my first show, and I couldn't believe it. And that I will never forget. How about you? What well, was that's the first awesome. show? Yeah, is- and, and it was my first show in my in my opinion because it was the first unforgettable show.
0: Okay. Well, mm, the first unforgettable show. I think for me it's a different experience because I probably did things here and there when I was younger, but for the most part, I I was very I had a lot of stage fright and um, I got so nervous. I played mostly in my room, and it's not like I was afraid to tell people that I that I played. You know, I told them I just wouldn't show them, <laughs> um, until uh, when I was 16, I moved to Florida, and I went to this, this, you know, bar restaurant um, in, it was called Tortugas, and this was a moment, this was a real moment for me. Uh, they had live music, we would go, me and my mom, we, we had just moved there, we, we loved the live music, and we went a handful of times, and we were like, oh my god, this is so cool, this is so neat, you know, whatever, and they said they were having an open mic, and I don't know how it came about. Maybe my mom said you should do it, or I don't know. I just, I just went. I just went one day, and um, and I got up there with my guitar, and it was the first time that I really felt like I was playing in front of anyone, and I was so nervous. I was just like you said, sweating, just sweating through my palms. Who's my- guitar also? Acoustic guitar. Um, it's it's across from uh, Flagler Beach. You know, you, you hear the waves, and I have all these people like looking at me around this. There's this like fire pit in front of me, and I'm stroking my guitar like doo and I'm like sweating. I'm like, I don't know what I sound like. I don't know. This is like one of the first oh, songs Lord, I've ever 16. written.
1: How many songs did they give you? And like, did, 16, did you have yeah. the perfect? Do you have the perfect setup? I I, the guy gave I you two think mics I everything. only played
0: one song and the guy was so welcoming who ran the thing that it was just like it was such an experience I came off I came off and a bunch of people like out loud said to me like a lot of very encouraging things I remember somebody said oh my god you you got to go on the voice girl and I was like oh my god that's really funny what and and I was just like so happy I was like oh my god wait I think I actually did it I think I'm actually breaking through here like maybe I could do this again and that was That was my first show because I met – that night, I'm pretty sure, is where I met my drummer for my band from high school named Mike, who also did the open mics. And it was like – it really was a start of a journey for me. So it changed everything. (laughs) That's
1: awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 16. I want to say I was like 17. It was definitely during high school as well. I would have expected you to say way earlier because you were saying – you know i when was your first memory and when was the first note you sang and you're like they they're back about the same they're about the same
0: yeah you were just asking me when i when when i first started singing right and i was like oh yeah when when did we start remembering memories again uh i think i saw the light coming out of my mother's womb and then no i'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> but yeah but, so um, like when you uh <laughs> So did you have sixteen? Well, not sixteen, but did, did you have like ten years singing experience up until that point? Would you say because just wait, were you pretty? I mean, okay, no. Or? To be,
0: I, I, I was, I was in the choir in school. Um, I was in the choir, and I did have. I think I wasn't like that much younger though. I would say before I moved to Florida, I. I was like a sophomore in high school or a freshman. I think I was a freshman in high school when I fr- had my first solo in the choir. And um, wow. yeah, which was cool actually because all the other people who got solos were like seniors and stuff. So I got a solo. I was really excited about it, but I was also, I was so nervous that... Up to the concert, like weeks, every single day for weeks, I would have lunch with my choir teacher. And we we had this like low-key like practice session thing that she was trying to train me because I was so scared that she knew I could sing. But as soon as I tried, like I messed up because of my nerves. So I, I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. I was like, please don't tell anybody that I'm coming and practicing with you. And then one day, one day, Oh, my God, stop. One day we were in class and she said, you guys aren't taking this seriously. You know, Brooke, she comes here during lunch and oh, practices what? with me. Because, <laughs> and I almost died. I swear. Uh, I'm, why did she rat me out like that to all the cool seniors? <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> I told you one thing and not to do that. I know.
0: I was like, you had one job, woman. Uh, no, but she was a great Miss Connors. She was great. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow but that was awesome yeah that's awesome and i can't believe you met a band member right there i mean i got the shredded bro and that guy jammed the the shredded bro yeah yeah yeah. oh my
0: god no um yes my my friend mike he is still i would say still the best drummer that uh that i've met in person (laughs) and uh i i loved him so much he's so cool i hope one day that i can i can jam with him again for sure you know
1: that should be totally possible
0: okay James. so what are you promoting
1: Well, normally I say it's my guitar course, but I do give lessons, and that's really what inspired the course originally, and I'm always going to be giving lessons. So, like anyone that is interested in taking guitar lessons over Skype or Zoom... Me!
0: Me! Me! Oh,
1: you, yeah, or anyone (laughs) that's interested, uh, just go to my Instagram and send me a direct message, and we'll talk about scheduling and pricing and all that, and uh, looking forward to teach anybody that's interested in putting the time and getting their guitar skills up, so... I guess it's my turn to ask you, what are you promoting? Heck yeah. Brooke. Heck
0: yeah. I am promoting a a great show uh good gig that we have scheduled coming up it's at the bitter end in new york city on march 18th i'm going to be selling tickets in my bio on instagram so i would love if you guys could go check it out just check the link out and uh and click it and let me know what's going on we could chat about it if you want but ultimately it's gonna rock out i got a full band behind me and uh and we're gonna make it happen
1: oh yeah and what's your tag again just in clay and just in case
0: Oh yes, it's Brook Riso. It's literally just at Brook Riso. Um, R I S O I know. You some people say Rizzo, but you know,
1: it is what it is. Cool. They'll go there and Guitar with James is mine. So hope to see you all uh, more on Instagram and more messaging on us and, and all that stuff. So
0: Yeah, let's let's follow each other. Let's uh, let's get a community
1: going. Yeah. All that good stuff. All the goods. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.